Bengals fans, we are here. It is officially week one. This is the Back Row Bengals Sports Podcast. I am your host, Josh Miller. Thank you again to Gift Vader and Blacklight Productions for that brand new introduction song. Definitely go give it a look on Apple Music. Definitely watch the YouTube video. The YouTube video is so badass. The production value is amazing. Definitely go check it out. Again, thank you to them. And we finally made it to week one. All the questions will finally be answered Will Joe Burrow be able to play up to his potential? Will this offensive line be able to protect him? How good is this defense? And is the new ruler of the jungle ceremony going to make a massive difference? Thank you guys again for listening. Uh, The Bengals finally are back week one against the Minnesota Vikings. One o'clock Sunday kickoff. Please be there. Uh, We finally are back to it. I'm not going to lie. Didn't really prepare for this episode because this is just going to be my honest reactions and it's going to be what I think is going to happen in the game, and I'm not really going to go off of many notes. Um, today, I did find out, though, that Eli Apple will be facing against Justin Jefferson. Uh, Trey Waynes, again, is out. Um, that, again, that contract just proves to be an absolute disappointment. Yeah, absolutely hate to see it. Uh, I really, I mean, I like Eli Apple. From what I have heard, he has been doing very well in camp, and that's always a good thing. And then this defense has also been playing very well in camp and, and very well in the preseason as well. Uh, but that matchup really does worry me. I did see something on Twitter today. Somebody mentioned that the Bengals looks look like, in terms of their defensive scheme, are going to go more zone, uh, which, you know, again, I believe that's more Lou Anarumo's style of defense. He's more of a zone guy. We've kind of seen him run more zone. And honestly, as somebody that's been in football and been around football for basically their entire life, I'm more of a play man-to-man, square him up kind of guy. But, I mean, again, as long as he gets the job done, that's all that matters. Eli Apple going against uh, their best offensive threat and an incredible offensive threat last year. Justin Jefferson also coming from LSU, like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um, it, it doesn't worry me, absolutely. That is a, that is a worrisome uh, matchup. Justin Jefferson can absolutely light up the field and he can kill you. Um, but I think it, that is going to come down to uh, is Eli Apple like the guy? Like, can we trust him to be out there in, you know, significant amount of playing time in a game that actually matters and to go out and actually get a W? Offensively, two of the uh, most important offensively for the Bengals, obviously Joe Burrow is back. Joe Mixon is going to be at running back. We finally get to see Jamar Chase and see if he can get those drops behind him. I honestly believe he can. I believe he's a professional. I believe he was born to do this. If you hear him in the press conferences, I highly suggest you go listen to what he's saying and how he's talking about this matchup. He seems fairly confident. Uh, maybe people will look at that as cocky. I don't. I like confidence in a player. I like that he's going to go out and be like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make as many catches as I possibly can. And I'm going to do it better than the guy against me and I'm going to be better than him. And I love that. And um, I, I think he really is going to be just, he's going to be fine. I don't think these drops are going to be something that are going to plague him for his entire career. Uh, I listened to Mo Egger the other day. He was mentioning that a lot of really, really great players had problems with drops early in the early in their rookie season. Uh, he mentioned Trello and he mentioned, mentioned Randy Moss. Um, so 
I'm really, again, not worried about it. Uh, and then, so then you got that, that T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Again, I, I personally, I'm going to say this right now, I think T. Higgins is the best wide receiver on this team. And I think he's a multi-time, multi-time pro bowler. I think he could be a Hall of Famer. I genuinely am putting that out there. I'm, I'm speaking it into, I'm speaking it into existence. I honestly, but I honestly believe that. You look at his body type, and you look just how athletically gifted he is, and how fast he can be, and just how physically, um, how physically he, better he is than pretty much almost every corner that he's playing against. Uh, he, he's a big guy. He can go up and get the ball, and he can make a lot of plays. So. Uh, I'm really not concerned about our wide receiving core. I think if Jamar Chase stops dropping the ball, we got plenty of options around us. Uh, CJ Azama, again, another guy coming back from injury. Going to be interesting to see how he does. I mean, he did tear his Achilles. And um, from, you know, my very, very, very minimal medical knowledge, uh, I do believe that a Achilles injury is far worse than an ACL injury like Joe Burrow had. Um, but, so you know, hopefully he'll come back. He'll be fully prepared. It's going to be something to watch. Uh, he's just going to have to be that red zone guy that we need him to be. He's going to have to be, you know, a blocking tight end. I know we have Drew Sample, and Drew's more of a blocking tight end, but, I mean, we can't just have C.J. Uzama out on every run play. I mean, that's just such a key to a defensive coordinator, especially going against a Mike Zimmer football team. Uh, their defenses are just phenomenal. I mean, we've seen it in the Queen City when Mike Zimmer was our defensive coach. Those were probably some of our best defenses of all time. Uh, it, or definitely the past two decades. If you watched a good amount of Vikings football, I don't know how many have, and I really tr- truly have not, uh, but I have seen clips and bits and pieces uh, on Twitter just getting ready for the matchup, and you see that Mike Zimmer's defense, they move around a lot, they shift around a lot, they're going to blitz, they play hard-nosed football, they'll come up, they'll hit you, and they'll hit you hard, and we got to be ready to call in and out of that. The offensive line has got to be ready. We are starting Quentin Spain and Xavier Suofilo on the inside, Trey Hopkins uh, is also starting at center. Then you got Jonah Williams at the left, Riley Reef at the right. And that's a pretty solid, I think that's a pretty solid offensive line. I mean, obviously you want to see Jackson Carmen out there and it is very disappointing. And I do think that is something that should really be taken into consideration. Unlike Jamar Chase's drops, I think Jackson Carmen's production on, on the offensive line should really be taken into consideration considering the fact that the Bengals cannot draft offensive line. They just can't. They're honestly pretty bad. I will say that I do think Jonah Williams will be that one exception. I think Jonah Williams has a very, very bright future ahead of him. Uh, and But I, I, and I uh, do think that Deontay Smith will show flashes and he'll get a lot of playing time and maybe he'll find his way into a starting position. But, I mean, obviously, out of you know the past however many you know drafts that we had and drafting offensive linemen very high, Cedric O'Poyee, uh, we have not been able to hit. The only one left is Jonah Williams, and that's you know that's really not good. Uh, Michael Jordan also one that we drafted relatively high, and he is not even on the team anymore. He got cut. Now here's the thing about the interior line. I really do like Quentin Spain. I think he is somebody that could stick around for a little bit. I think I can see him getting maybe another two or three year contract after his contract is over. Xavier Suafilo again. That's a question. That's just a question mark. I mean, he was injured so much last year. And it was really hard to get a real diagnosis of what he can do for this team. And I'll be honest, I'm not exactly comfortable with him there. But I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's Bobby Hart. I don't think he's Michael Jordan. I do think he can come out there. I think he can hold his own. And I think he can play a significant amount of football. And, you know, again, he doesn't have to be the best ever. He just has to follow his assignments. 
He's just got to be good. He doesn't have to be great. He's got to be good. That's it. We're not asking for him to go out and be the next Anthony Munoz, but we are asking for him to just stay upright. Don't let anybody come through, you know, untouched. So we just, I, I do think it, that's a little worrisome. Is it going to be a massive problem? I'm going to say no, but I really, you know, that's going to be one of the weak links of the offensive line. I think Quentin Spain will hold his own. However, though, here's something that is really good about the offensive line. We basically watch them uh, have one of the best preseasons that an offensive line can have. I mean, they only let up one sack in their entire preseason, and the one sack that they had, I believe, was in the third quarter. So they, they looked far better. Frank Pollock does, I do think, has something in his mind that he's ready to go and he can actually get these guys ready, and he'll be fine. And I do think the offensive line will be good, and I, I think they're not going to be the problem of this game. What's going to be the problem of this game is going to be the defensive side of the ball. It's definitely going to be probably the hardest part of the game, Dalvin Cook, because I honestly do believe that this offense will put up enough points to win a game. I, I'm really going to put that. I do think the offense will score around 21 to 24 points, and I think if our defense is good enough and they can be stout on the run, I do think that is going to be enough to beat this Vikings team. Uh, I really don't trust Kirk Cousins whatsoever to do much of anything. I really don't. I don't think he's that great of a, uh, a quarterback. I think we do win that quarterback battle. Obviously, I do think Joe Burrow could eventually be a top five quarterback in the league. Um, so I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to beat us through the air. I think our secondary is far better than what it has been. Um, again, that the Eli Apple uh, on Justin Jefferson is a little troublesome. And that could cause us some problems. But again, if we can keep those explosive plays to under 15, 20 yards, then this team's going to have a really good chance of winning the game on Sunday. Um, But I do think that this is a winnable game at the end of the day. I think this is a game that the Bengals really can win, especially looking at their schedule. They don't have have the easiest schedule, but I do think that this is a winnable game. I do think that they can come out. I think they can show exactly what they're capable of. And I think the Bengals can win. And honestly, I'm going to put the score... At probably, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it, I'm going to say 24 to, eh, let's say 17, 24-17 Bengals at home. I think having the hometown crowd is definitely going to help out a lot. Um, I think that the stadium is going to be full. I think we are close to a sellout. We are not there yet. Uh, seeing a sellout uh, right out the gate, especially for a season like this, is definitely going to be great. If you hear any background noise right now, I'm sorry my dog is in my room right now because she was clawing at the door, so I got to keep her in here, which is okay. One thing that it doesn't have to do with Sunday is uh, the your, the notable free agents that are right now out on the market that I do think the Bengals can help, one of them being Geno Atkins. Uh, he's still out as a free agent market. I mean, we know what Geno Atkins can do. I don't know if we should be able to bring him back and um, he'll be able to re- revitalize his career. One person I do think that we should bring onto the nasty natty squad would be Richard Sherman. I think it just fits perfectly. I think we can clear out some cap space, and if we have a chance to opt out with Trey Wayne's contract, I think that we can take. We should take that, and we should take that cap hit. Uh, I believe I heard it today uh, from Dan Horn of the Bengals Booth Podcast. The opt-out penalty for the Bengals would probably be about $5 million in dead cap space, which is fine. I mean, that's not as bad as, as some before. I, I think that would be worthy. And I do think if we can offer Richard Sherman the right money right now, he is a free agent. He's dealing with a lot. Um, that video came out not too long ago. It was probably about a couple months ago of him like beating in the door, and he was hammered, and, and it was a huge mess. 
And uh, I do think that he can come to Cincinnati and he can revitalize his career with a very, very solid secondary. Uh, I, I do think the secondary is much better. I think Chidobe Awuzie is going to get the first turnover of the year. Um, but one more thing that I do think if the Bengals can do this is they will win the game. It's going to be can their pass rush get it done? Can they get to the quarterback? That is a massive, massive problem that we had over the over the you know past multiple years, and especially last year. We cannot get it through to the quarterback. Now it's time to get to the quarterback. Sam Hubbard's got to show his worth. I like him. He's great on the run, and I think he can be very, very good, and I think he could be a great NFL talent. The problem is I don't really trust his pass rushing. The rest of the team didn't have a great pass rush, and I understand that. It's a team thing. You know, it's cornerbacks down the linebackers, down the linemen on defense. Everybody's got to do their job. But, again, like, if he's supposed to be this a superstar that we're giving all this money to, he's got to show up in the pass rush. He's got to get a push, especially against a team like this. Minnesota is very talented. I still think again this is a this is a game that the Bengals could win, but Minnesota no knock on them. This is this is a very talented Vikings team, and we're gonna have to pull out all the stops. We're gonna have to play a very very good game in order to win. Another key to winning this game is going to be winning the turnover battle. We cannot be having turnovers in a bad part of the field. We cannot be having them on our own twenty five. We can't have them on our own thirty five. We can't be having turnovers in general. Uh, putting this defense in a bad spot, it really is something that has hurt the Bengals for a very, very long time. You know, there would be times where the Bengals would actually have not a, you know, not a great defense, but a pretty good defense, but they will look terrible because the offense keeps putting them in bad spots. If we can just stay away from the turnovers and the defense can actually get some turnovers, which it looks like they can. They can produce some turnovers. Chidobe Awuzie is playing very good. They're saying he's having a great camp. I think Von Bell's going to really step into the captain role. Uh, they announced captains today. Uh, Von Bell was is one of them. I do think that he can step into that role, and he can pretty much uh, come in, and, and he can be one of those guys that causes all those turnovers. And, you know, you can't deny that that Juju Smith-Schuster hit that he had last year did not, you know, skyrocket his momentum and skyrocket his confidence. And I do believe that he's going to be able to carry that into the next year. You hear defensive our defensive players talking about the difference of the locker room from last year to this year. A lot of them, what we're talking about last year, is a lot of finger pointing. This year, it's a lot about figuring out the problem, figuring out exactly what they need to do to win the game. And again, we are seeing it in the preseason. So we've seen them get very good. We see them get hot, and you know, I'm I'm just I'm so excited for this game. And now we've gotten to the segment of the show that I know you all are waiting for is what is the stripe hype doing um, we will be out at all tailgates I'm so excited to get out there and actually see a bunch of tailgates last week uh, during the preseason Miami football game we just went out there and we were able to see you know G uh, Bengal Jim's uh, tailgate and that was pretty much it that was the only one that was really up we'll also be at the jungle zone a lot going on at the jungle zone definitely go and give it a look and uh, see what's going on there. I'll be there. I'll be all around. Hopefully, you'll be able to see me. We'll be up around, moving around the stands, taking pictures, uh, just saying hi to everybody. I would love for anybody to come up and uh, give me a hug, give me a high five, say hello to me, anything at all. Uh, we'll be running around the stadium. We got brand new signs. So if you see somebody from the Stripe Squad Matter, talk to them. Uh, get, you know, have a conversation with us. We love that. We love talking to fans. That's why we do it. Um, but yeah, so that's what we'll be doing and we're ready to go. I mean, it's all, all bets are off. Uh, some back row news 
for just me, myself, uh, we got a lot going on. We're going to be doing another show on Thursday with the Jungle Journal. That'll be a great, uh, that'll be a great show. And then also next week, I'm going to be reviewing the game with Strawberry Ice uh, on his sports podcast. I'm excited. Please go follow him on Twitter, Cincinnati Sports with Strawberry Ice. So please give him a follow, subscription, and you'll be seeing me there. After that, uh, we have more podcast guests and we have more people coming on. And it's really exciting. Like, we are getting full swing into the podcast. And we're getting, we're getting a lot more traction than we ever did last year. And that is something that is so exciting to me. And the best part is my schedule is a lot more clear. So basically, I won't have to shut down halfway through the year. And, and that's something that I genuinely am very, very excited about. I'm excited to keep doing this. This is one of my passions. And I love doing this. And I love talking to you guys. So if you guys like the podcast, dislike the podcast, have a comment, have a concern, please send me a DM. I love hearing it. Give me some criticism. Give me some love, whatever you want. And uh, get, send me your questions. I'd love to respond to questions on air. Uh, one question. I got one question from the commish, commissioner. Yes, everybody knows who she is. What is my favorite cereal? Oh, man, that's got to be some crap. Captain Crunch. Cold milk with Captain Crunch is is unmatched it, it's just incredible uh runner-ups i do love me some cocoa pebbles and fruity pebbles uh but they get soggy so when they get soggy it kind of sucks and um but yeah so captain crunch if for all of you wondering what my favorite cereal is all right guys that's all the time i got i have a fantasy draft at eight o'clock excited for that and i will see you all i'll see you on thursday thursday that's right Thursday, we're going to be doing another episode with Jungle Journal. So can't wait for that. We're doing two podcasts this week. It looks like we're going to be doing that for the rest of the year. All right, guys. Take care. Have fun. See you. Peace.